What's up? Welcome to another episode of The Final Point. Today, we're going to be talking about NBA free agency so far. Just about some some of the biggest moves of free agency so far and some of the biggest trades. Uh, and looking at some teams going into next year. So, let's start off with this. Tyler, who... in in your opinion, who has made the best move so far, or which which team do you think has made the best move so far in free agency? You know, for me, it is the L.A. Lakers. I really like what the L.A. Lakers have done. They got Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, and they brought back a lot of their guys too. Jackson, they they got Jackson Hayes. You know, they got they got a lot. Of, of really good players that can add on to what they already have. You know what I mean? They got Cam Reddish as well. But you re-sign Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. You re-sign everyone back, which is really big. And I think that the Lakers made the best move. I mean, I think they made the best moves. Maybe not in particular the best move, but the best overall moves I feel like they made. And I feel like, you know, a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals... This is a team that can make it to the championship and win. You know, just replace, you know, just Gabe Vincent was a huge one. And then even getting Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, and Jackson Hayes. But for me, the biggest things are re signing the guys that you already have. Re signing the guys that you already have. So that, you know, you have your core still there. And you add in the new guys that you got from free agency. I think they had the best overall moves. Maybe not the best. One overall move, but overall as a team, best moves. Rob Plinka once again comes through in free agency. What do you think? Uh, I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers, they they definitely they made a lot of good moves. It's hard to pick just one move. I feel like there's a lot of good moves in free agency. The Lakers, the Lakers were able to, to they made a lot of good moves. Um, like you said, I really like them getting Gabe Vincent, uh, and and Jackson Hayes and Cam Reddish and re-signing all those guys who they have. I think that's really good for them. Um, but then the other team that I wanted to point out that I thought could could um, that that did a pretty good job was is the Phoenix Suns. Um, Obviously, getting Bradley Beal from the Wizards off of trade, uh, but then what might even be more important than that is they're also they're also getting more more guys to fill up their bench. You look at guys like uh, Eric Gordon, Drew Eubanks, uh, Kieta Bates Diop, Bull Bull, Josh Akogi. Uh, if and when I look at when I look at one of the biggest reasons why the Suns struggled in the playoffs last year, I look at uh, they didn't really have they didn't really have that much depth, and I feel like they struggled because of that. And what they're doing here is they're getting good good quality players to to be on the bench and 
that I think that's really going to help them, along with Bradley Beal coming in. I think the Suns made some pretty good moves in free agency. Yeah, I, I agree with you with the Suns. I mean, for me, it's the biggest move in Bradley Beal, and that's what I think makes them a title contender. I do think the Lakers are better just because I think they're more well-rounded as a team. I feel like, obviously, the strength is going to be more toward when it comes to the Suns is going to be the, that starting lineup against any team. That's a really good starting lineup, you know what I mean? That is a really good, solid team, right? That is, you got KD, you got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and DeAndre Ayton. That's a solid, that's actually really good starting lineup. And I think that's the reason why I have, the Suns are one of the, one of my title contenders. I don't think they're better than the Lakers, just because I feel like the Lakers are more well-rounded. But that addition of Bradley Beal, and obviously you said, you got, they got players for their bench, right? I don't think it's better than the Lakers role players, you know. So that's why I think the Lakers are better going into this season. Though I do think the Suns are up there, especially with getting Bradley Beal. I don't know if I completely agree with that, If the, that the Lakers are going to be better. I'm not completely sure about that. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that stuff towards the end. Uh, let's get into... One one big signing um, that happened in free agency, uh, Fred Van Fleet signing with the Rockets. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this? Um, this is for me. This has to be top three. This has to be one of the best signings to get Fred Van Fleet and to get. I mean, congratulations to Fred Van Fleet. I mean, he's for an un, undrafted player. He's making bank he's got the bag i mean he's making 133 years 130 million on a team that is that he you know he's going to be the guy there and he will be able to this the rockets are a growing team and they have a lot of potential so fred van fleet has a lot of promise to be like okay this is a team that i know will grow into you know a playoff team here and i think they can be a playoff team I know Richard Jefferson said he thinks they're going to be a playoff team this year. Maybe they could be a playoff team this year. But their their future growth is just going to look really good. I just think they're going to be they're going to be one of the top teams in the West here in a few years. I don't think I think maybe next 3 years they'll be one of the top teams in the West. And f- this signing of Fred and Fleet and I want to bring up another signing, Dylan Brooks. I know people didn't want Dylan Brooks or no one wants Dylan Brooks, but this is a perfect signing for the Rockets. The Rockets need energy. They need, they need, you know, ever since they got rid of James Harden, they, they fell off. The Rockets fell off. They fell off the NBA scale. You know, you know they're not one of the more popular teams. But with Dylan Brooks and his energy, he has a lot of good energy. You know, he may talk too much, but his energy, I think he's the perfect person to play that role to come in here and just all out energy and to get these fans going. And especially with bringing in Fred Van Fleet, they also have something else, you know, come and watch, as well as the young talent such as, you know, Cam Whitmore, Jabari Smith, um, Tari Eason. They got um, Amen Thompson. That's what, I think this is what's going to get the, the Rockets perfect. The Rockets are in a perfect position right now. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, obviously, in Toronto, you got to give a lot of credit to Fred Van Fleet. He's definitely one of the biggest. He, he himself is one of the biggest winners of free agency. Uh, looking at him in Toronto, he he earned his spot there, uh, and he bec- he became one of their main guys. And and now you know NBA champion, and now he's getting now. Now he's getting a chance to uh, try to see if, if he can get something going in Houston. I think, especially because Houston has all a lot of young guys now, a lot of young talent. I think Fred Van Fleet is uh, a good guy that it can it can kind of flow through. Uh, I think he's a great addition. I think he'll really he'll really help start start bringing. Houston back up, um, and yeah, I mean Dylan Brooks, he, I I agree he's, I think he's just uh, another good veteran to, to 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 bring on with more young guys. So yeah, I I really like the Fred Van Fleet signing for the Rockets and for Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, I definitely I think that's I I really. Love- I like the signing. I agree with you. You know, he definitely won in this free agency, like you said. The Rockets, I think the Rockets are in perfect position. You know, like Richard Jefferson said, he Richard Jefferson thinks they're going to be a playoff team. Maybe 8 or 7th seed. I don't, 7 or 8th seed, I don't know about that. If they do, that's awesome. Because they're just one step ahead now. But... They are in perfect prime position to be a playoff team in the next two to three years. I mean, and, you know, I think we're underlooking the Dylan Brooks signing. That is a perfect player for the Rockets right now. They need something. They need something. Fred Van Fleet, perfect player. They need something. You know what I mean? You see all these performances by Cam Whitmore, Tari Eason, Amen Thompson, Jabari Smith, perfect for the Rockets. They are one of the they're, – they're, I think – this team, just the way they're built right now, in the next two to three years, they're going to be one of the top teams in the West. That's what I believe. Now, let's talk about the Mavericks. Interesting to see, you know, Kyrie's back with the Mavericks as he signs a deal with the Mavericks. A lot. It, it was I think it was like four years, 120 or something like that. Or maybe two years. No, three years, one hundred twenty million, I believe. Your thoughts on Kyrie Irving re-signing with the Mavericks? Should he have re-signed, or should he have looked elsewhere? Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's weird because I, I don't. He re-signed, but I'm not sure he actually wants to be with the Mavs still. I still think that at some point he's probably going to want out. He's going to want a trade, and probably sometime soon. Uh, uh, I mean, I think that it, it we kind of saw that the fit wasn't really working with him and Luca. You know, they didn't have a good record together. Um, I don't. Th- I think if they start playing together, it won't be as bad as it was for the short amount of time that they were together. But, but overall, I don't think Kyrie is gonna be staying with the Mavs for long, even though he re-signed. That's what I think about that. 
Um, I, I, in a way, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was smart by him to resign. I think he was doing it for for more of the money. I'm gonna quickly explain why. I'm bringing up this terminology when I talk about Kyrie Irving resigning with the Mavericks. Think about the teams that he he wanted to go to, the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, he wanted to go to no Phoenix, 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 right? Okay, so I'm just gonna use the Lakers and Phoenix, right? And a little bit of Miami, okay? Mm-hmm. Phoenix and Lakers both need to resign people, right? And at this point, Phoenix has already signed Bradley Beal. Which now Phoenix just five players were over salary cap. Like, why don't you think, like Kyrie? Why don't you think he went to Phoenix? Because they weren't going to pay him, right? They weren't going to give him what he wanted. Because they're set over the salary cap. And the Lakers, the Lakers' priority is get all the players back from last year, right? And add some role players. You know what I mean? Add some more depth, like Gay Vincent, Torian Prince, right? Mm-hmm. And then comes Kyrie. And still, you don't have much cap room for him. So, if he wants to play on the Lakers, here's what If he wants to play on the Lakers, he's probably not going to get, he, he's probably not going to get what he wants. And Kyrie, the player he is, any player wants to get what they want, especially when it comes to the money side of things. If they think they're one of the top players in the league, I'm sure Kyrie does. He he's gonna take it. You know what I mean? Like like he's he's gonna he's gonna take what he wants. So I I feel like that's the reason why he went to the Mavericks. Could be wrong. That's kind of my theory. But I feel like it's more of the money end, more of what he wanted on the business side of it, instead of thinking about. And I mean he was he was like, he was commenting like, oh I wanna go to a team that, you know, that will respect my value, you know what I mean? Mm. Or a team that will I want to win I want to win championships, right? Mm. I mean, he's only won a championship with LeBron. So, I think he sh- you know, I I think it was more of a money thing because if you want to win championships, why do you go back to the place where you, I mean, him and Luka were like 3 and 11. Right, they they were three and eleven. I think was their record when on the court at the same time. I don't think it's. I don't think it will benefit. I. I don't think it will benefit Luca, nor will it really. I don't know. I, I don't know if Luca wants to be in the situation. He's the Mavericks guy, right? Kyrie can be easily moved. Because Kyrie's a guy who's going to offer a trade or something along those lines. You know what I mean? So, last thing I'm going to say. I think it won't last very long. But if they're able to figure things out, which could happen, it will be interesting to see if he stays or if he wants to leave. Because if he wants to leave, well then, yeah, he's looking to win a championship. I think it will come down to if the Mavericks are championship contenders or not. But if it doesn't work, I could see him wanting a trade to a team that is contending by the halfway mark. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I think that's that's just my theory behind it. You know. So, but I agree with you. 
All right. So, next up, you know, we're going to give you the ad. And then we're going to talk about some more NBA free agency, looking more on trades, you know, such as Porzingis to the Celtics. We're going to talk about Bradley Beal to the Suns, Chris Paul to the Warriors, and much more to come. But before we get to the ad, we're hitting some trivia. We got some trivia for Luke. Uh-oh. Okay. He hit me with a, a no-look trivia, so I got to hit him back. Okay. This We're going to stick on the topics of what we're going to be talking about, you know, some blockbuster trades after the ad. Okay? Okay. What trade was known as the first forced blockbuster trade in NBA history? So this is a player who's forcing his way out and was a blockbuster trade. This happened on February 14th, 1995. What is considered the first forced blockbuster trade in NBA history by an First forced trade. Force. So he forces his way out. This was an NBA All-Star who joined a team and where they won. Where he, he ended up winning two championships in his NBA career. But he was 1995. It was the first ever forced blockbuster trade in NBA history. Or considered that. Alright. Alright. I'll think about it. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right, we're back, and it's time to answer the trivia. So before we get to the rest of the of the topics, Luke, what's your answer? All right, for the first force trade, I feel like I've heard that that term for this before. I'm gonna go with Shaquille O'Neal. That is wrong, ah, but good guess. Him. You are a little from, bit. I thought it was him from the going from the magic. Ah. It was that is that is you were thinking the year nineteen. I think nineteen ninety six maybe. Okay. Is when Shaq went over. Okay. So one year before, uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Before he was on his traded to the other team. He was an all-star throughout his entire career. Played against Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals. And played he played in both the 1989 oh, and 88 NBA Finals oh, yeah. and 92 NBA Finals. It's, 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 it's got to be... Wait a second. All right. Uh, so, 89 NBA Finals against... That is right. It is okay. Cli- it is Clyde Drexler to the Houston Rockets in the first forced trade. Dang. Because the Rockets were rebuilding. Yeah. No, not no because the Trailblazers were rebuilding. All right. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Dang. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I didn't get the last one, and that I took me like six guesses. I didn't even get a. <laughs> Oh boy, that's your trivia there. All right, on to the next topic. All right, 
big trades, you know, just like the trivia that we just had. So we're going to talk about one of the first big trades that happened in NBA free agency. Chris Saps Porzingis to the Celtics, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. Now, it was first another trade where Malcolm Brogdon was going to go to the Clippers, but his health and safety didn't pass, so he got sent back to the Celtics, and then they redid the trade again, and then Porzingis ended up in Boston again, but this time they were like, well, Marcus Smart, you're fine. Sent Marcus Smart over to the Grizzlies, and we end up with Porzingis on the Celtics, Smart on the Grizzlies. What do you make of this? I think if we're looking at all of it, I think it's ultimately an upgrade for the Celtics because you're adding significant depth to your front court with Porzingis. Uh, now, not having Smart changes things a lot. I, that's going to be different for sure. Like it, it'll be a different team without Smart. He brought he brought a certain type of energy to their team. Um, that was that was pretty clear, especially defensively. Uh, uh, but now, even with Smart gone, it's not like there's a gap in the point guard spot. You still either have Brogdon or Derek White, who are both really good options. Uh, and I think, and I, and I think Porzingis fits well in the front court, and I think that it'll alt- that it's ultimately an upgrade because it's adding depth to your front court. And you're not losing. It's not like you're losing a whole lot of depth from. It's not like you're losing depth from your from your backcourt. So I think it's ultimately an upgrade. What do you think? I agree with you. I think it's an upgrade because I like the Porzingis, you know, going over to the Celtics. Right now you got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Porzingis all in your front court. Who or no? Well, no, you have. Because Jalen Brown's more of a backcourt player, and Jason Tatum can play backcourt or frontcourt. But those three guys are your main scorers, right? You got Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis, who all, you know, Tatum can drop, you know, give you 30, Brown 25, Porzingis 20. That's good, right? You know, you you have three good scorers at different positions. And I, but I don't mind. I, yes, you lose a lot in Marcus Smart, energy wise, defensively. You know he's just that go go guy. He's got your team going. You know what I mean? He's he is he is the the centerpiece of the team. You know he is. You know he's keeping everyone going, going. You know just keeping the team going at any point in the game, even if they're up by twenty, down by twenty, big game. Not really, like just a big, you know, if it's a big game, a playoff game, a championship game, you know, he is go, 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 you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, losing him is really big, and he'll play a big part in the Grizzlies. He'll be, he'll be like the Dylan Brooks over there, but less, less, of, you know, less annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll be, he'll be that, you know, he'll be that guy, or he'll be the, energizer over there. He'll bring a lot defensively too, especially with John Morant being out for the first 25 games. Mm. But I don't mind Brogdon stepping up in that position 
at starting point guard. I really don't mind that. Brogdon can drop you 15 a game. He can get you 8 assists a game. I'm not worried about that. Yes, you lose a little bit of backcourt depth, but I don't mind Brogdon stepping up in that position. So I think it's really good for the Celtics. It's an upgrade, not a downgrade, because you already have because you have someone to step up in that place who's who knows how to run the point guard position, who's you know, who can average 15 a game, 16 a game, give you eight assists a game, you know what I mean? Someone who is someone who is knows how to play that role and someone who can produce very well. Sixth man of the year, someone who Someone that you can you can rely on. So and Derek White too, another guy. Yeah. But definitely an upgrade. Definitely an upgrade. Yep. Now on to our next, another big trade. Uh, Chris Paul to the Warriors. Uh, it, it was a trade including Chris Paul to the Warriors and Jordan Poole to, uh, and it ended up going to the Wizards. Uh, Tyler, how do you feel about Chris Paul going to the Warriors? Um, I don't know. I guess getting rid of Jordan Poole was for cap, salary cap. This this trade was a salary cap trade. This is was just to get Draymond Green back in Golden State, right? That, that's what I think. That's what I think. I think it was just to get Draymond Green back in Golden State. And along that, you add a veteran like Chris Paul. I don't mind the trade, but I also don't think it was the best trade. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a good trade when you think about it from a salary cap standpoint. You bring in Dray- now you have salary cap to bring Draymond Green in. I also think it's a good trade because I thought Jordan Poole was more of Jordan Poole want, wants to be a scorer. He wants to just be. He wants to be a Steph Curry on a team. You know what I mean? So I think him with the Wizards, him and Kyle Kuzma, they can do their 25 points a game, right? To me, it just felt like Jordan Poole wanted to be a 25-point game guy more than win a championship. You know what I mean? That's what I think. Um, So I think it's good there. Now, from... The bad point of view, or from the not so good point of view, Chris Paul is definitely at getting, you know, starting to slow down. He's just starting to decrease. You know, he's not Chris Paul like he was in his prime. He's starting to decrease. Um, so I think he's doing this because he's desperate to win a championship. It helps that he's going over to the Warriors. Do I think the Warriors are championship contenders? I'm not sure about that yet. Um, I don't think they're fully built to be a championship team. So I think Chris Paul falls into another position where, okay, I'm with the Warriors. Are they a championship team? They can be. Are they right now? I don't think they're there yet. But yes, this is a team that has potential to be a championship team. The thing is, is how does this, how does he play into their offense? Because you know Chris Paul is playing, no matter what. Chris Paul is going to play, and he might even start too. He might be the point guard, and Curry be the shooting guard. 
it's going to be it, it just it's interesting to see how this is going to match up i don't know how they're going to do everything it should be interesting to see is chris paul going to come off the bench at six man or is he going to start or what's going to happen because i feel like you got a lot of pieces that you got to try to fill i think you know the season's going to be rolling around here and the warriors are going to have to figure out a way to fill all these pieces together because he plays one game, the Warriors play another game. And it's like a puzzle. Except you got to find the missing pieces and you got to put them together. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like putting a puzzle together. Who's going to fit where? How are we going to fit this and this? What's it? How is this going to fit with this? Right? Mm-hmm. That's what I have for the Warriors. It's, it's, it's like a puzzle. Yeah, I feel like uh, when you, when you look at it from like the salary standpoint, uh, bringing in Draymond Green was is the most important thing. I feel like that was that was a, that was a good move that the Warriors had to make, bringing Draymond Green back. Um, but when I when I at first like when I first heard this, I didn't like the sound of the trade. Um, but I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes, uh, and. I didn't like the sound of it because when you hear it, you're like, Steph's the point guard. Like, what? And one reason I don't I don't like it is because the Warriors and Chris Paul have opposite playing styles. Uh, the Warriors play fast, 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 get out in transition, and that's how they get a lot of open looks. It, but Chris Paul plays really slow, methodical, always playing in the half court, setting things up. Never really in transition, so that's the main reason why I don't like it. Is because there's going to be have to be some kind of balance between the pace of play. But it, you also look at looking at the good side of it. You look at the Warriors last season. There were definitely times, even in the playoffs and stuff, when they should have slowed things down, uh, when they had a lot of turnovers in transition. You know, they were just throwing the ball away. Um, so looking at it on the other side of this, Chris Paul can help keep this offense under control and more efficient in times of need. Um, there just has to be a balance of the pace of play, whereas Chris Paul is helping keep the offense under control but not playing slow enough to where the Warriors squad is struggling because they're not getting their normal opportunities in transition or other ways that they score by playing fast. And so... They have potential. It just it depends on how it's going to work out and how the Warriors cho- choose to play it out with Chris Paul. Yeah, I agree with you. It like I said, it's like a puzzle. You got to put the pieces together, right? Yeah. Like you said, the biggest thing is Chris Paul plays one game, the Warriors play the other. You got to put them together, right? You you got to put those pieces together. It's like a puzzle. Got to put the puzzle together. Now, I have a question, and I, and I, I have a little follow-up question here. Okay. You talk... Okay. We know the Lakers beat the Warriors in the Western Conference playoffs, right? Mm. Healthy Lakers, healthy Warriors. Who wins this series? The, the same series. If they were to play today. Without Chris Paul. Yes. Ball. No. With the new teams, with Chris Paul, okay. Yes, and the war and the Lakers have Gabe Vincent. They have all those guys. 
back. Uh, I think. I think. Right now, I would probably say the Lakers because with the war, because I feel like the Lakers, we've kind of we've kind of seen what they can do. It to me, to me, everything with the Lakers depends on Anthony Davis. We know that they have good players around them. Um, it just depends on if Anthony Davis can stay healthy because he's the main game changer. You know, LeBron can go out and give you thirty plus, um, but. They, they can still lose. Anthony Davis is the game changer. And with looking at the Warriors, it's, it's kind of something where I have to see it to believe it. To, um, to, to, see, to see how it works out with Chris Paul and what kind of game they're playing. And I think, I think, they, I, I think at some point in the season, they're definitely going to be better than the Lakers. It just, it's. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen them play together yet, so it's just really hard to say. So I think, at some point, I I, I could see the Warriors beating the Lakers. Ah, uh, here's my thing. I think the Lakers. I, I think if Anthony Davis. I think if they're everyone's healthy, the Lakers. Sec, second best to the Nuggets. I think that's. I just I just feel like the Warriors are just too one-dimensional. Like in the series against the Lakers, I think they they were one-dimensional, which made it easy for the Lakers to attack. They really only shot threes. So when the Lakers so the Lakers played inside and outside. So they had an advantage. So for me, well, I mean, everything everything went through Anthony Davis. Like yeah, so I, like I mean, if the Lakers are healthy, then I think that 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 makes them the favorites. Just when Anthony Davis has it going on the inside, and then that opens everything else up for everyone. Else. Well, I, I don't. Okay, I don't. Here's what I'm gonna say. Yes, that's what I'm saying. When when everyone's healthy, the Lakers are better than the Warriors. When everyone's healthy. I think the Lakers are better than the Warriors. When everyone's healthy, I think the Lakers... I, I don't want to make this... I, I, the Lake, the Warriors... They, they're, they can turn it on at any point, right? The Warriors can't. The Warriors can turn it on at any point. I'm not worried at all about the war about the Warriors. They're going to turn it on. It's, it's what the Warriors do. Right? If you got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, you're fine. You're going to be a playoff team. That's how it's going to be. But for me, I think, I just feel like when you look at the Lakers, a healthy Lakers team is top three in the West. And they showed it in the West, in last year's playoffs. They lost to a really good Nuggets team who was clicking at all cylinders, who I think was just hard to, hard to beat. So right now, yes, it's hard to say because – we don't know Chris Paul, how Chris Paul's going to fit in, how Gabe Vincent and the other free agents are going to fit in. But I would take the Lakers because of what I – because I would take a healthy Lakers team because I just feel like a healthy Lakers team, when you run through Anthony Davis and you run pick and rolls with him and LeBron and Austin Reeves is going to be really good this upcoming season, it's just going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, I, I – 
I think I think you favor I think you favor the Lakers. But I think I think at some at some point in the season or in the, when it comes playoff time, I would have to take I would have to favor the Warriors just because I I feel like Chris Paul is a good enough player where I I it would hard to see how this couldn't work out. There's just these are a lot of good players on this team and Chris Paul is such a good playmaker and we all know when Steph and Clay get going, no well, team is stopping them. No team is stopping them. I'm not saying that, but I feel like we saw in this playoffs, this last playoffs, that they're they just seemed more one dimensional than they usually they just seemed more one dimensional. You know, they weren't and I know that Chris Paul Yes, Chris Paul is going to have a big impact on this team. But as I see it right now, I feel like the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Suns, they're all better than the Warriors right now. And yes, it's only the offseason. But if the playoffs started today, I would take those three teams over the Warriors. Because I still have to see how the Warriors are playing out, are going to play it out. But right now, I feel like the Nuggets... The Lakers and the Suns all have better, well-rounded teams going into this season. All right, now, but it's the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not counting off the Warriors. Never, never doubt Steph and Clay. I'm not, <laughs> and all right, all right, let's. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting them because it's the Warriors. Anything. The Warriors are going to make it to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly have them as a guaranteed spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the Warriors. You know, the only year they missed the playoffs was because of the COVID year. So, or they were they were really they didn't really have a lot of Clay was out, and it was really only Curry and Draymond. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting to see how this season goes. But definitely, they'll they'll be up there. Though. All right. But I just want to bring that question up because, you know, if you know we fall into that category where it's like, you know, we start stacking teams up against each other in the off season, who's better and who's not, which we'll get to that as in the last question. Yeah. Or who looks better going into the season? Yeah. Now, finishing off with trades here, we already talked a little bit about it, but uh, are the Suns? A contender with Bradley Beal. Yes. They are a title contender with Bradley Beal. It's just I know they need to I know they were been trying to work on their bench and their bench is the weak point of the team, but they're this the you got D Book, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Aiden all in the same starting lineup. And especially if DeAndre Aiden starts to play if he plays really good this year, that's I don't think there's many ifs, except for maybe that. If DeAndre Aiden plays at his at the caliber he's known to play at, because in the playoffs he kind of simmered down a little bit. Though I do, though I think that I think that he'll get back to the way he's been playing, and he'll even improve even more. So I think there's just a few ifs with this team. Maybe the other if is, you know, if this bench can get going. Right? Can this bench get going? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, 
if they make it far, can this bench do the job? But I feel like there's there's few ifs with this team. So, especially in Bradley Beal, there's few ifs with the starting lineup. That's why I, I like them being a title contender. How about you? Yeah, I agree. They're absolutely a contender. Uh, I thought they were a contender last season once they got KD. But if you look at the reason why they lost in the playoffs last season, I already talked about this. They had no depth. But now they're bringing on younger guys and other guys from free agency. That definitely is increasing their depth. And when they increase their depth, to me, that increases their chance of winning. And adding Bradley Beal, that definitely can't hurt. So, yeah, they'll definitely be a contender. Yeah, there's just, for me, there's not many ifs. Mm. I think that's big when it comes to being a title contender. Mm. Now. All right, now let's get to the final point. On the final point. <laughs> who has, who will be the best in the West next year? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get out. Well, actually, I'm not gonna get out. I was gonna get out the guarantee button, but here's what I think: the best team in the West going into next year is the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's why. Like I said, look what they did in free agency. They won free agency. Common, common interest, best squad in the West, one free agency, okay? You basically bring back everyone, literally bring back everyone, except for Lonnie Walker, but you get Gabe Vincent, you get Torian Prince, you get Cam Reddish, you get Jackson Hayes. Look what you have. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And if they can stay healthy, which is always the question that we have to ask, that's the only if in this Lakers lineup, I feel like. This is the only if in this Lakers team. That's one if. And like I said, ifs, if you ask them too many ifs, are they really a contender? So, for me, the Lakers are the best team in the West. Just look at what they got. They're bringing back everyone. And they're adding more pieces to their team. And I know the question is, oh, is Le- will LeBron, will Anthony Davis stay healthy? Is the real question. If he stays healthy, they have what it takes to win the championship. There is a squad called, there's a team called the Denver Nuggets, who I think are the second best team in this list, second best squad going into next year. And I think they will, I think they are going to be the biggest threat to the Lakers. Um, so that's what I that's what I think. I just feel like the Lakers have better the Lakers over the Suns. The Lakers have better depth, and the Lakers I think are as a team. We've seen how they played, and we know how they're gonna play. That's how I see it. The Suns we don't see we haven't seen it yet. We know that they're gonna be really good, but can their can their bench do? Can their bench do what they need them to do? The Nuggets we know what the Nuggets can do. Though I think that the Lakers made more better moves in free agency. Nuggets lose Bruce Brown. And I think the, the Lakers just made better moves in free agency. And that's why I have them a little bit over the Nuggets as the best team in the West. What do you think? What in the world? You're telling me the Lakers are going to be better than the Nuggets next season? They got this rid is, of Bruce this Brown. Is, 
this is blasphemous. Now, I, I just now, feel like it's now now. Look at the Western Conference Finals. Lastly, in the playoffs, the okay. swept the Lakers. Okay, and now, now how many how many points did, how many points did Bruce Brown have in each of those games? You're going to tell me Bruce Brown is is what hurt the Lakers the most? No, yeah, you bring up you bring up all the, uh, that the Lakers had some had the best moves in free agency. Okay, now it's even, facts. They, yeah, yeah. Tell me it's not. They, they bring, tell me it's not. They bring in all. They bring in. They bring in all. They bring in these guys, okay, who are good acquisitions. Okay, but look who else they but brought back. They brought back their entire team. Yeah, the same team that was fully healthy and got swept by the Nuggets. Okay. Now, now, even mm. with all these acquisitions, you haven't solved your problem. The problem was Jokic. No okay. one, no. You have not solved anything about Jokic. Oh my goodness. Okay. You think? Okay. Hey, Jokic. The Nuggets aren't. The Nuggets aren't gonna be that. I don't think the Nuggets are gonna be that hard of a code to crack. Yes, they went. They won this year. They they had an outstanding year, right? We've seen in the past they're not that hard of a code to crack. They were just able to get. Just no one was able to crack their code this year. And the Lakers have the perfect formula. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean they got look, swept? Yes, but they had. How many points do you think Bruce Brown had in all those games? Any more Bruce Brown? Uh, no. No more Bruce Brown. I don't even know who they added in free agency. I don't think they added anyone in free agency. I'm pretty sure they lost Jeff Green. That's another really good role player. Um, it looks like their bench is decreasing. Like I said, the Nuggets are going to be the biggest threat. But I think the Lakers jump the Nuggets. Just what they did. I mean, come on. I don't know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You Once again... I mean, this got to be the third year in a row, and this is after this is after the Lakers won. You know, the Lakers won a championship in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Are you aware they they won a championship in twenty twenty? Yeah, I know yeah, you're the aware Lakers of that. Won the championship in twenty twenty three. Okay, you think the Lakers are all washed up? You, you you think that the Lakers? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Ever, you've been doubting Lakers. You've been doubting the Lakers for the last for the last three years. Now coming on four years now. You, I mean, I don't know how you can do that. Tell me what the Lakers. LeBron has won championships. LeBron has come back three to one. LeBron has. Tell me what the Lakers have that is going to change what happened in, in that sweep. Okay, it's called. It's called. Yeah, we don't have to stop Jokic to win. Okay, we don't need to stop Jokic to win. We just need to play a better basketball than Nuggets. We were, we were, in every game, we were five, we were five or less points away from winning. Five or less points away from winning. We make two more baskets, or three more baskets. If we make three more baskets, we win the game. We sweep the Nuggets if we win three more baskets in each game. You, you're acting like we, we, you're acting like we got blown out. You got swept. 
but we lost every game by less than five points. You're acting like we got blown out in every game. Everyone's acting like we got, not everyone, but you're acting like we got blown out in every game. Okay, and what's going to change? We make more shots. We have more shooters now. We have a better team. Are we coming back more improved? The Nuggets are losing people. We're adding more people. My final point. That changes. My final that changes. Point. That changes because because okay. Then I ask you this question. You know, I'll let you go. Okay. I'll let you go. Okay. My final point here is the Lakers have shooters. They've made they've made good acquisitions. But n- nothing has changed from last season coming into this season that it makes them better that makes them anything better than the Nuggets. They don't have anything to stop Jokic or to stop the Nuggets. Okay, but this isn't okay. This isn't a one this isn't a one man sport. You're acting like Jokic is the goat out here. He's not. Okay. Jamal Murray. He's no goat. Jamal Murray, we don't know how Jamal Murray, yes, he plays outstanding in the playoffs. That's two players. The Nuggets had more than just two players. We act like they had Jeff Green. They had Bruce Brown. They had Aaron. They have Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter. Yes, and they lost two of their key role bench players. Bruce Brown yeah, but you have, and you Jeff have, Green. You have Christian Brown stepping up. In a bigger role, too. Okay, the Lakers have a better bench than the Nuggets do. Okay. The Lakers have a better... The Lakers have a better well-rounded team than the Nuggets do. Mm, Just because Jokic comes around... Yes, Jokic is an MVP. Jokic is one of the best players in the NBA. No doubt about that. But... We made the Lakers made more improvements than the Nuggets did this year. Yeah, and but you none think, of those improvements were big enough to actually change anything. How do you know that? Because once they, they play each other, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you a question. Yeah. The Warriors beating the Nuggets anytime soon? Kevon Looney gonna step up and guard Jokic? Last time I checked, that's the only big man you really have. Okay. I don't think that. I don't. Honestly. Who's. Who's beating the Lakers? Other than the Nuggets? Uh. I mean, we could go with the Suns. Why? Tell me why the Suns could beat the Lakers. Because they because they're because they because they're starting lineup, they're starting lineup and they added depth. Okay, who's their bench? They improved their bench. You have Eric Gordon, uh, Bates Dia. Uh, okay, let me let you in on on, on our on, on the Lakers. Okay, mm-hmm. who's gonna guard Austin Reeves? We bring Austin Reeves off the bench. Who's guarding Austin Reeves? You gonna put Eric Gordon on Austin Reeves? Uh, 
You're going to put 35-year-old Eric Gordon on Austin Reeves? Who's who? Who's going to score on Jared Vanderbilt off the bench? Who's going to score? How about, uh, what if we bring Daniel Russell off the bench? Now, don't get me wrong. I thought D'Angelo Russell played, eh. But he'll improve. Gabe Vincent. Who's guarding Gabe Vincent? Who's going to guard? And, and this is the Suns. Tell me how good the Suns' defense is. It's an offense. It's, it's an offensive-oriented team. They're, yes, they're a title contender. And I, I forgot to bring up the point of their defense. Come on. I, I just don't... I don't see the Suns winning. Like, yeah, the Suns maybe win a couple games, but the Lakers, once again, better well-rounded. Grizzlies? You think the Grizzlies are going to win? And Grizzlies can beat the Lakers? Uh, no, no, the Lakers will be better than the Grizzlies. But... And you already said you think the, you think the Lakers are going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, I think coming into the season, you put the Lakers above the Warriors. And you also put the Lakers above the Nuggets. No, 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 no. Why? <laughs> they lost people. I, I don't know. The Lakers won free agency. Yeah. ESPN said it themselves. Okay. And just because, just because you bring in, you bring in the best acquisitions. None of those acquisitions is is gonna change what what happened to the Lakers last year when they played the Nuggets. Okay, you you're acting like they're acting like like we got destroyed by the Nuggets. Well, I mean, you got swept, and I know I know the games were close, but it's still yeah, sweet. they were like it's still a sweep. I, I, I don't know. I mean, here it's it's a four. They were all like five point games, two point games, all less than five points. Yeah, but the tell me. Yes, but uh, I don't. The Lakers are the best team. To, okay, if you say if you say the Nuggets are the number one team, the Lakers. I have the best chance of beating the Nuggets out of any of the teams. Uh, no, I mean, I, I would still put the Suns up. Why? Sun, you think the Suns are going to lock down Jokic? No, but I think their offense is good enough to compete up with it. So okay, what happened, to, what happened to, what happened to the Suns? I'm not saying that they're going to What happened to the Suns? that they have a chance to beat them. We saw the Suns, we saw the Suns actually get a win. Against the Nuggets. Okay, the and how much did they lose by the next game? Yeah, they lost. You remember, they lost by like 50. They lost like almost 50 points. Yeah. Yeah, and you talk about their defense. Their defense isn't going to do a squat. Don't get me wrong. They're a title contender. But they're they losing by 50 points to the Denver Nuggets like twice. How does that happen? Defense wins championships. The Lakers have the best chance. They're the best well-rounded team. Oh, so now you're saying they have the best chance to go up against the Nuggets, but does that mean that the Nuggets are the best? No. I don't think they're the best. All right, 
But if you want to put the if you if you want to put if you want to put the Nuggets up there, if you want to put the Nuggets at the best, I will say, if we're if we're gonna play by your rules, we're gonna have the Lakers are the best team and have the best chance at beating the Nuggets. Tell me, you you say the Suns, but. The Suns got blown up by 50 points, like two games. It, they lost two games by like 50 points. It's pretty bad. Another team that I think could be up at the top of the West could be the Kings. Yes. I, I, yes, the Kings. The Kings are going to be up there competing. Yes, they're definitely, they definitely are. They're not going to be the Nuggets. They're not going to be the Lakers. Good. Like I don't, I I just don't see like how you, like. You, let me ask you a question. Were you surprised the Lakers made it to the Western Conference Finals last year? What is it? Were you surprised the Lakers made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year? I was because I didn't think that they were gonna stay healthy that long. After what? What did you think of their performances? Uh, did they look dominant? I mean, in some games they did, but it was clear that things went through Anthony Davis in their wins. When they won, <laughs> Anthony Davis played good. Are you saying Anthony Davis when he, Anthony plays plays good, he's unstoppable? No. Oh. Well, basically, you're saying the reason why the Lakers won is because Anthony Davis. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't beat the Nuggets. They beat the Warriors. And this was this is a Warriors team that was pretty hyped up. LeBron went in, did the job, got it finished. And they beat the Warriors pretty bad in some of the games. So, I'm just saying. The Warrior, the Lakers put the Grizzlies to rest. The Lakers put the Warriors to rest. And yes, they ran into the best team in the NBA. And they lost. But they didn't get blown out every game. They only lost by five. They missed. If they would have made three shots in every game, they would have won. They would have swept the Nuggets if they won, made, made just three shots. It helps when you have the MVP on your team. I think the Lakers are better going into the season, but I just can't. I just think you can't. I just can't think you can't undervalue the Lakers. I feel like you're undervaluing the Lakers. I think you should give them more credit. I give them credit for their free agency. I think they. Moves. I, I, I I think I they deserve more credit. I give them credit for their free agency moves, but I think it's also important to know that even with those moves. That's none of those moves are gonna help them. Be, none of those moves are gonna change anything about what happened. That's why it's the new the year. The problem was Jokic. Okay. We might have to leave it here. I'm just saying. From, I, I don't. Know. I just believe that. I think you're undervaluing the Lakers. I think you're saying that they. Can't do it, and they already proved 
that they can. But the nuggets are the nuggets, though. All right. After that uh, long debate there, we are going to say goodbye to you guys. So, thanks for listening to the Final Point Podcast. You already know what it is, the Final Point Podcast. Thank you for listening. The next podcast, we're going to give you some more NBA updates, maybe a little... A glimpse of maybe what Damian Lillard and James Harden are going to end up doing. Those are two interesting players and two interesting moves that could be happening soon. But thanks for listening to the Final Point Podcast. If you got any comments, comment down below. And then once we get the website out, use the suggestion box. But other than that, peace out.